fellow creatives and welcome back for another episode of Living Creatively with your host, Monica Parks and Angela Dalton, where we discuss topics that fellow creatives like ourselves deal with from day to day as we make our way through this interesting world we are living in. Mm -hmm. So first things first, Angela, how are we doing today? (laughs) I don't know if today is the day to ask that question. Come on, share with the people. No, oh, I, no, I don't. I I want to save everybody from that. I don't know. I, I'm okay. I'm fine. You know that we're going. I, I it's no secret mm-hmm. that we all like we both like just are going through so much change right now. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that is like um, an understatement. Mm-hmm. So today, I'm not even joke. I'm like, I'm not even gonna hide it. I'm I'm crispy. I am tired. I am mm-hmm. drained. We've been mm-hmm. looking for houses and mm-hmm. don't know in the Bay Area and mm-hmm. and feel like we are entering. We have entered the housing hunger games, <laughs> and I did not volunteer as tribute. Right, it was voluntold that this right. was happening to me. So I am angry. I am pissed. Right. I am salty. Like this should be like something where you're like, oh, looking at houses. Look at that. Let's dream. And I'm like, look, can we just be done now? Right. Can you just give me a house? No. Okay. So we'll see what we'll see what Angela we're gonna get today. Right. Cause I am... Angela said I am D. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I am all of the above. (laughs) And it's funny. It's interesting because it's like I'm coming to the end of, well, my moving process. You know, I Mm -hmm. still have settling in stuff, but that's stuff that happens through the duration of the weeks or the months or whatever. But I'm coming to the end of mine. So now I'm like, hey, all the stuff that I was (laughs) working on or was thinking about, I'm now working on it. I'm in that space. And it was like, while mine was coming to an end, yours started to blow up and come and start. It's like, ah. Blow up so, is so the now perfect she's descriptor. she's in the midst of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> blow up is the perfect descriptor, for sure. Because it blew up. It blew up. <laughs> was not expecting any of this. Um, and you know, it's funny. I was thinking the other day, too, Monica, like, as we listen, as we both, like, kind of go back and listen to old episodes, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is kind of like a... a documentation, a historical documentation <laughs> a of our, story. right? And, and also sure. of our, of our personalities. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I listen to an old episode and I'm like, wow, I don't really sound like myself in that episode. Oh yeah. I was going through that. Right. Okay. Now, right. now I remember, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm gonna be like, mm, yeah, you were going through it. I so that <laughs> oh, I remember that month. What that was around May, May. Oh, Oof. That was a rough one. That was a rough one. It pushed through. We got through. We got through. It's documented. It's recorded. It is in history. It's in the history of Angela and Monica. (laughs) (laughs) This is our historical document. This is our documentary. Mm -hmm. If we ever become something worth mentioning in the in the reports and the news and the awards, this will be our documentation. It's already done. It's already done. Refer back to the podcast. And on this day, if you want to know our origin story, this is this is it. This is it. On (laughs) this day in history, right? So uh, that takes us to our topic, really, (laughs) about what do you do when you have projects that just don't go as planned, when things just don't go the way that you thought they would go. Mm -hmm. What do you do, Mm -hmm. Angela? You've had any plans that just didn't any projects? (laughs) 
That's the wrong one. I mean, any projects that just didn't go as planned? Let's say that these topics did not just like come out of like the ether. Right. These these topics come out of real life scenarios. So, girl, I have had so this month has been what one of a friend of mine called my BAM month. Mm -hmm. Um, She was just like, you know, it's like one of those months where it's just like, BAM! Everything bad's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I call it a busted ass month Mm -hmm. because the universe has just been like playing with me. Like Mm -hmm. just having fun. So Mm -hmm. much. I can hear the cosmic cackle Mm -hmm. every day that I wake up. Like, (laughs) this is what we got in store for her today. Um, I have had so many projects that go well, one that I think that is interesting that you could do the um, a version of what I thought I was getting versus what I got mm-hmm. is your expectations or your dreams of how you thought your book launch was going to go versus how is it actually going pre-COVID mm. versus, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about that. Oh. Might be too fresh. I was Sorry. like, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, she crumbled on, on, on site. Like maybe we needed to co- like co- commiserate on what we were gonna <laughs> this oh, okay. one yet. No, because trust me, I got I got a list I can pull from. Oh, yeah, okay. that was that was still a little too fresh. Let's okay. let's wait okay. till let's, let's let's wait on that one. But I think the okay. one that I can definitely talk about was mm-hmm. when I was at in residency. Okay. And okay. I went into that with a project. You remember? Like yes. I had a project that I was so excited about. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a new story idea. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so I had done the research, girl. I had been researching this thing for a year. Mm-hmm. I had written a few different drafts. I was feeling good when I entered that residency. Like, I am going to knock this out. Mm-hmm. And knock it out, I did. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to the end of that two weeks, I had my story was done. Yeah, I had did. submitted it to my agent. My agent was like, this is nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's put this out on submission. Mm-hmm. Five minutes after she sent that email of let's put it out to submission to publishing houses, she emails me back and she's like, so I just saw this on the internets. Mm-hmm. I'm When I say that, there was a book that had the same title that had just been purchased. So this was the book deal announcement already been purchased. Somebody was already putting it out into the world. Girl, would I say I felt my stomach drop and I was gutted and I let out a cry that I don't think I have cried since I was a little kid. I cried. I was so sad because I had put so much time, energy, blood, sweat, tears into mm-hmm. the story. And somebody else had, it felt like somebody else had beat me to it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not the case. I mean, like an idea is an idea. Everybody's got, you know, like everybody's mm-hmm. got ideas. And sometimes they're the same idea, just approached and attempted at different ways. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was sad. And, um, you know, because I had already visualized so much on this book. I visualized what the cover was going to look like. I visualized who the illustrator was going to be. I visualized having my my interview with Oprah about this book. Aww. Like, I had visualized <laughs> winning awards. Like, yes, I'd like to thank my agent for believing in this story. I'd like to believe, thank you to my critique partners for, for going revision after revision and believing right. with me in this story. You know, like, I've created this whole scenario. So, yeah, so when I say I cried, I cried, I cried. And um, 
the next day, I got mad. I woke up mad. And I was like, so this kind of goes into like, you know, what can we do? Mm -hmm. Um, My answer was to get mad. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? There could be two of these books. Right. You know? Why can't there be two of these books? and Or two of these stories? And mm-hmm. so... Um, but, I mean, you know, it happens all the time. Like, this is this is the second time, actually, this has happened to me. Where oh. I have spent time on a story only mm-hmm. to have somebody sell a book, to publish a book similar to it. In, mm-hmm. in the, you know, and having to see that. And having to let go. And mm-hmm. I think that's the... Like, you know, I think my first reaction, which was kind of weird was I felt embarrassed. Like, I had done something wrong. Huh. That Why that, embarrassed? I, I, I don't think it makes sense. I, I'm still I still trying to figure out why that was my first reaction, but okay. I think it, it I just was embarrassed. Like, I was just like, oh, you were... It, there was, like, this voice in my head that was like, well, see, if you had just worked a little bit harder, if you had done it, like, you know, if you had been a little bit faster, if you mm-hmm. had... If, 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 if you had done all these other things, you could have been the first one, but no, you had to sit there and you had to wait. You had to, like, take your time. You had to percolate and process and all that yes. kind of stuff, right? And that was my She's reaction. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> you know, that's what I always say, like, to people, like, I mean, you can be, like, you can be, you can not like me, you can be my enemy, you can take, you can talk smack about me, mm-hmm. but trust me when I say that anything that you say about me is never going to compare to the level of harshness that my own head will say to myself, True. True. <laughs> right? I think that goes for a lot of people's inner voice, cr- inner right? critical voice. And that is, like, that is harsh. That is harshness. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I had to work through that. Um, I'm still working through it. I'm still gutted. And, but we, but we are going to put it out on submission and I might get gutted again. You know, there's a, there's a possibility that editors will be, the response will be like, Hey, this is good, decent, great, but there's already another book out there. And so, you know, it's like, so yeah, what do you do about that kind of situation? And so I'm working through it right now, but I do think I have some ideas of how to do that. But before I go into that, I want to ask you, Monica, like, have you had a situation where you've had a project kind of go wrong? Um, Girl, yeah, put an S on that situation. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from the beginning of this, I when I first started, because I was really into stones that I was finding in stone stores, my initial desire was to put those stones in their fully realized state, size, the whole nine, Mm -hmm. and make jewelry out of that. And I was going to um, jewelers and getting them professionally drilled. Sometimes it would cost like $25 per stone to get drilled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when people talk about, I don't understand why this costs so much. Look here. (laughs) <laughs> you want me to pull the receipt out on this? Do I need to post this in, in the comments parts of this so you can understand how much it costs to put this together? But um, I was going and getting, because I just felt, that was what I fell in love with, right? I fell in love with those stones. Mm-hmm. So finding out, like, I went through the process of making those pieces and realizing they are heavy. Like, I was like, I can't wear this all day. Somebody can't wear this because I mean, this is the stone plural <laughs> with chains as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not realistic as far as somebody being able to wear this. And I and I realized also that the only way that that could work is so I was having a dual thing. One was 
I wanted to be a jewelry designer where I would make my jewelry. Whereas other people were telling me, okay, your jewelry is really nice and it's beautiful, but you need to make it so they can be mass produced. Mm. So everybody's coming with this mindset of mass production. You're going to scale to the point where it can be sold in different department stores, that kind of thing. Right. And so that's the way I was looking at it. And I was looking and I said, there's no way anybody can wear all of this. And there's no way that anybody can copy this. This is not a copy, a quick copy design. Mm-hmm. And so I said, the only way that this could work is if I made it and I started doing things like a costume designer where it's for costumes, whether it's for um, movies or if it's for runway, like a designer is looking for someone to make the jewelry for their runway shows, uh, photo shoots, that kind of thing, which I would love to do that. Right. Mm hmm. But then I was thinking, I was like, it's, if that goes into the mass production state, it has to be something that can be made quick, that can be made, you know, pretty much, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, which a deadline. And so that made me think of, okay, now I got to figure out what kind of designer I want to be. Okay. Because in one box, the kind of designer that does movie productions, photo shoots, um, and um, runways, fashion shows. Those are typically people who get noti- get noticed because they are some type of a mass production type um, jewelry company or jewelry designer. Okay, I didn't and know somebody that. Caught their, and somebody caught their somebody caught their attention. So mm-hmm. they are jewelry designers, and they're also designers who do like a spring collection, um, a winter collection. You know, they do like collections, right? So that's the kind of traditional path that usually those people are in. And every now and then you'll find people who are small time designers that. They can be able to make a few pieces here and there. I think the person who did um, the black, the jury for the Black Panther, I think that she's more along that line. She's somebody who saw her work and she's an individual. She works small. She doesn't do mass production. And she made specifically for that project. Those are usually not the ones. Usually the people who it ends up in the fashion is because there's somebody who pulled you know, as they were mm-hmm. pulling the fashion, they went to these jewelry stores, they pulled designs from the fashion, you know, and they were like, okay, let me borrow this for this fashion shoot. Same way mm-hmm. they would pull clothes. So that means that they would have to be a mass production, right? So I was like struggling between that and being what I am now, which is a smaller jewelry designer, because I was like, I don't want to do mass production. I like making my jewelry. I want to mm-hmm. make it. I don't want mm-hmm. somebody else to make it. I don't want to just design it. My piece comes from making it and hand, being hands on. And so I knew then that in order to do that, um, that meant that I couldn't do mass production, which also meant that I wouldn't be doing more than likely movie productions and stuff like that. Cause I'm not making it where somebody would be able to pull it from a store. So being able to make these large crazy pieces that nobody could wear unless they were in a fashion, you know, fashion place and it's for a photo presentation only I was like okay I'm gonna have to change how I view my line and how I view my making jewelry process and for me that was that was really big like there was like a mourning process of like oh (laughs) but I want all the stones and the metals on there I don't want to remove any of this I don't want to get the little round ones that everybody can get from off of you know, Amazon or whatever. I want the ones that I go and find and I feel and they feel this great energy and I say, put a hole in it. And it was like, yeah, girl, but that's not realistic. You've got jewelers over here bre- breaking every drill bit, trying to get a hole through these 
these stones uh-huh. that were not meant to be on somebody's neck or whatever. So it's funny. It's funny how quickly like you revert to like just being a little kid when your heart oh, gets broken like that. You're just like, oh, I want it this way. I this want is full on tear tantrum, girl. Full on. Down and be like, you know, and work yourself into a doozy. You got to go take a nap. <laughs> It was like, do you want a cookie? No, I don't want a cookie. You need I don't to go want... lay down. I do. I do need to lay down. I do. Full on little kid temper yeah. tantrum. But yeah. that's, but yep, that's how it is. You got to mourn it. You got to mourn mm-hmm. whatever was that, that whatever was that expectation. You mm-hmm. got to mourn that loss of that before you can move that on and be able to see vision. what else is there. Yeah. That vision. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That was my first one. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. That would be heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. That would be heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, getting to the crux of this segment, it's mm-hmm. like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, we all have, again, we all have been through it. We all have mm-hmm. felt that heartbreak. Um, and I think, for me, first and foremost, was my network. Mm-hmm. I was really glad to have not just my friends. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay, Angela. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> you were like, it's going to be okay. I was like, thank you, Monica. <laughs> but also having people, other writers who, mm-hmm. again, have gone through it mm-hmm. was really helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't make it any better, mm-hmm. but at least to know, you know, like hear their stories, like commiserating, right? Misery loves company. It just right. does. Mm-hmm. And, but it's also, it was good to, again, like I really appreciated my my network um, because I had a lot of people who were just like, yeah, sharing their stories. This happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then also just giving me the, telling, like talking me off the ledge of like, you know, just put it away. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you don't want to put it out into the world, put it away, work on something else, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. you know, and then when I got came to that point of where I'm like, no, I'm going to send it out. Like, let's just see what happens. You know, like, mm-hmm. I want the no, I don't want to assume the no, I don't want right. to assume that. And having that support, I think that's, you know, when we talk about creating your creative community, that is like the other side of it. Like when things don't go right, mm-hmm. that is where your creative community really helps you as a creator to continue to keep going and championing you and rooting for you. So I would say first and foremost, big shout out to you and my friends, my, my creative community, because yeah, that I don't, if I had to sit in that by myself or just my husband, I'm sure my husband would be like, yes, I, I appreciate all of you too, that I didn't have to sit here with her by myself as she went through the, (laughs) um, but yeah, like I, so I think it's really important like for creatives, to have that nurturing, nurturing mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. like who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. was a big one for me. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, I, what snaps me out of it is first of all, I do go and take a nap. Mm-hmm. I just be like, <laughs> yes. okay, girl, we got to shut this down and I can get up, feel more rested, more clear, but also ready to have that talk with myself of um, more of a reality check. Mm-hmm. That says, okay, if this could be done, then you would do it. Okay. But this is not what can be done. You can't, you got to pick, pick your struggle. Either you're going to eventually move into where you are designing and somebody else makes it and you can have this dream and do, but you're going to also have to be a mass producer too. Or you can be a jewelry designer who's hands-on. And that means that your projects might be a little bit different and look a little different. 
And you still might end up in somebody's, you know, space where they're like, hey, I discovered this designer. I really want her to do the line, the jewelry for this movie. Or you you never know. You, it could still happen, but it just might not be as on market as if somebody was in a store to be able to readily go and pull your 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 stuff whenever they needed it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you got to be able to look and say, what is it that you really want? Like, what mm-hmm. is it that you really, what's more important to you? Is it more important to you to be hands-on, to be able to make it the way that you want it? Or is it more important for you to be able to do these types of projects? Like definitely, which means that you would have to do this as well this way. And so that reality check kind of also allowed me to tap into what is my purpose behind this? What is the reasoning behind me doing this and making sure that I am on track and I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing to get me to that space. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so once I get that kind of thing, um, having that reality check, then I'll look at the other things and it's like, okay, doesn't mean that you can't do it the way you want to, you know, no, you can't just travel around the stone stores and just be able to pick them the way you would <laughs> want to. But you can go to um, conventions that have more exotic type stones that are made for jewelry making. You can research um, different um, companies that do cater to jewelry design and they do have more exotic stones. And so that's what I ended up doing. I started Mm -hmm. just getting out there and researching it. So a lot of the stones that I have outside of the garnet piece, because the garnet piece is the origin story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh-huh. the garnet and co- copper bracelet. Uh, but all the other stones that are like huge stones, those were pre-drilled stones that I found specialty um, specialty stone stores that made authentic natural stones, but they made them for jewelry. And so I end up being able to do it that way. And so for me, that's how it, it ends up. I, I I have to do the realization of what's what's the reality of the situation. What's yeah. the other way that I can be able to do it? And then be able to say, okay, look, girl, we can we can sit here and heme and haw all we want to. There, there's just but there's only but so many answers here. So mm-hmm. you got to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your adventure. You got to you got to pick one. And so for yeah. me, that that was how I I end up going about it. I also think that we rely too much on celebrating successes. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that I'm coming into that I've, I've been kind of working towards the last couple of days as I'm rewiring my brain about this situation. But also, you know, taking time to celebrate our failures or not even mm-hmm. looking at them as failures. Again, right. like I think it's important to, to, you know, we've talked about this a couple of times on episodes about like the vocabulary, the words mm-hmm. that you use really dictate how you progress. And mm-hmm. so we have to be really mindful, especially as creatives, the words that we're using to mm-hmm. explain or describe something of, if that we're going through or that we're attempting, things like that. Because I, I really believe like that, that vocabulary is so important mm-hmm. to keeping you on track and motivated. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, you know, I like maybe I should celebrate again the fact that at least the fact that somebody else sold a story that was similar about this topic or subject is actually a good thing because that means that there's interest in exactly. the community in the mm-hmm. industry right mm-hmm. that this in you know in that um 
So there is potential that I could still get my story out there. And maybe it's going to look a little different. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not going to be this traditionally published process. Maybe I have to self-publish it. And I've done that before. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's, it's work to self-publish. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's not an easy alternative. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's still an opportunity there that the story mm-hmm. is not done. The project is not done just because it didn't come out the way that I envisioned or had been envisioning it all this time. Mm-hmm. And that I should celebrate the fact that where I'm sitting now in 2021 as a writer mm-hmm. is so different from where I was sitting in 2019 mm-hmm. or 2016 or before that when I wasn't even writing mm-hmm. for children. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to get myself to th- to switch my focus into the fact of I'm ex- I should be I'm excited that 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 the that this is happening because I've done the work and because I've gotten to this place where I have something that I feel excited about that I feel proud of to put out into the world mm-hmm. and so that I should just focus on on that piece of it like mm-hmm. good job girl you did yeah. it look yeah. at you look at you <laughs> to add to that then and make it more like a list like these are the things that you should keep in mind when you are entering a new project so that Mm. if it doesn't go right you are keeping these in mind so that you don't you know spiral down Mm -hmm. so in addition to you know what you said I think another one is is if you go into it looking at these as drafts like we have the alt- we have the actual goal that we're going for, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go into it looking at anything that you're working to get from point A to point C, that that B can be a variant of anything. It can be B1, B2, B3, and there could be up to B10. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of different steps in between and be accepting of all of them so that you don't look at it like a failure or you don't look at it like you're not getting it, but you're looking at it like, okay, Hey, this is the goal that I'm reaching for. And understanding that there's several drafts that I have to go through between that. And if you set your mind up to accept that, it's not so it's not that it's not going to be difficult because you're still going to be like, ah, I really wanted that to work out, but you're a little bit more accepting of the process. That's what mm-hmm. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a little more accepting of the process when something doesn't go out because you're already making, you're already taking into account that, okay, this might not go exactly as planned, but we're just going to kind of go forward and we're going to see what comes out and we're going to kind of move things around as we go. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That makes sense. And and to add to that, I mm-hmm. had a manager a long time ago mm-hmm. at a, a former job who told me, she's like, Angela, you should always have a, a bad day folder. And in your bad day folder, you save emails where people congratulated you on something or you got a promotion or, right? That's what that's called. I do something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So she called it a bad day folder. So I have, I do have a bad day folder. I just need to put it somewhere that is more prominent so that I remember to look at the bad day folder. Cause that bad boy is like, that's buried. The bad day folder Aww. is buried. So I need to bring it up a little, a couple levels. So that is when you're talking about folders, mm-hmm. um, I have one, but it's on my phone and it's a folder of pictures of things that either people emails that people sent me DMS that people sent me, but it's titled remember who you are. Oh, I love that. Yes, and that's exactly so it's it. It's a collection of, um, and it can be anything. It can it can be from when I was um, management, you know, people who were 
complimented me as far as like what I've learned and, you know, as far as the wellness industry, what I contributed. Mm-hmm. But it's like whenever I have these moments that I'm just like, ah, yeah, I just, yeah, this is just not going well. I have a folder that has nothing but all the stuff that reminds me of accomplishments and everything. So that's where my version is closer to me. Yeah. Where yours is like you said, you got to put your folder. I, I have mine in my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I just have to bring it up a, a couple levels so that it's more direct. Where I will click it open and read through the things that I should be reading right. through and being proud of. Um, right. So I, you know, so I was like, you, I need to get back into that reading my bad day folder and just mm-hmm. reminding myself of like, you know, the good things. If somebody was just like, thanks for doing that, or I love this story or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I think at one point, three days or a couple of days after I got the bad news i actually went back to instagram and looked at the picture of the little kids who had redone reimagined the book Mm -hmm. cover my book cover with their faces on it and Mm -hmm. i was like this is what you're doing this for it Mm -hmm. doesn't they don't care that your story got rejected right you know so it's Mm -hmm. like so i got to remember to do that but i think that is definitely a good way of Mm -hmm. helping you mentally and emotionally work through when a project either goes away or doesn't work through that. And I also wanted to say one more thing was when I found out who the author was, um, you know, again, I don't know. I'm still trying to process through, maybe this is a future discussion of like, I'm trying to figure out what it was that made me feel that personalized it Mm -hmm. so much to the effect of like where I was embarrassed as though I had done something wrong to make this happen. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I also realized that I started projecting my failure onto the author who actually sold the story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, that's not that's not how we're going to do this, Angela. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. who we are. Right. And so I went to their Instagram profile page and they had posted about the their story getting mm-hmm. sold. And I was just like, you know what? Congratulations. I am so happy for you. I'm so, you know, I'm like, this is good. I like to see right. the story out in the world. And that released so much mm-hmm. of that, like, just darkness and tightness mm-hmm. in my chest of holding mm-hmm. all that in, of being happy for for the person that actually did it. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing, too. Instead of, you know, I think when we talked about um, emergent strategy and, like, this idea of, like, competition, and sometimes mm-hmm. we compete for just mm-hmm. the sake of com- for competing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no reason in the world why you can't be happy for this author. Yes. Like. You know, and, and and so that really, I think, was the thing that helped me release a lot of how I was feeling when I just could go and say congratulations to that person because they also did the work. And from the write-up, it, they are approaching it differently than the way that I'm approaching it. So, mm-hmm. again, there can be two stories. There can be more than two mm-hmm. about this particular subject. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see their approach, like genuinely excited for their version to come out so I can see how they did it. Yeah. And that felt good. So well, that, that reminds me of what I think is another one, which is you have to bring more to the table than just your creative gift. Yeah. Like if you're going to, and I'm just talking about duration, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if you don't last like this, you got to bring more than just your creative gift. Cause man, it will do, this will do a doozy on you mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. If you don't bring in the realization of like, well, let me use your example first. There are going to be people who have the same idea as you did. Nobody steal nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a great idea, right? Mm-hmm. It's out there. And there's so many times where I'm looking, I'm like, I thought I was authentic. There's somebody else <laughs> thought of that too. <laughs> I thought I was being 
being deep. Somebody got that. That looks a lot familiar. You know what I mean? Like you have to really already prepare that there are different ways that people do the same thing Mm -hmm. and you both can be great. Right. So don't let that take you down the rabbit hole. I've always said my, my biggest thing that I always said is um, if you ever go down the bread aisle, nobody's stopping making bread. Look, there are companies who still are coming out and they're like, yeah, but you haven't tasted our bread. The bread aisle has about a hundred different brands and nobody is still saying, you know what? There's too many bread brands out here. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make bread. Everybody thinks theirs is good. So I say the same thing with you. It's like, you got to make sure that you don't get so caught up on what you see other people do because they might not do it the way that you do it. They might Mm -hmm. not tell the story the way that you tell it. They might not make that piece of jewelry the same way that you make it. Y'all could come up with both be, there are other people who could be geometric designers as well with their jewelry, but theirs is still going to look different than yours. And so you have to make sure that you are realizing that. The other thing is that with the showing up with more than just your gift, you also got to come up with the fact that we can all be winners. We can all Mm -hmm. win. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, because if you go into it and you're always looking at what everybody else is doing, how they're coming up, how fast they're coming up, you know, um, you know, well, why is it that, you know, they are getting so much publicity? Why are they getting so much clout? Why are they moving so fast? Look, everybody's moving according to whatever their path is. Somebody else's path might be, where they can be able to handle or they are ready for whatever the next step is and you aren't ready for that next step or there's something else that you got to do before you can get to that next step because your line is going to veer off into a different path that there isn't and you're going to need this extra step like you have to come into it not comparing yourself as far as like your actual gift and your talent Mm -hmm. but also you got to come in not not depending on just your gift and your talent. Like you can have somebody, which is another thing that can mess you up. Now I did get kind of messed up in this one in the beginning that you can have someone who might not have as great of a gift as you do, but their gift in marketing and sales Mm -hmm. is a one. Yes. They are blowing up and you're (laughs) sitting over here like, okay, I know my painting is way better than this. I know it is, but your marketing and sales is zero. Like mm-hmm. you are just like, you just thinking people just going to come and find your website. It don't work like that. Like you, you have to show up like your creative gift is not enough. I wish that it was. I wish. Cause I mean, like at the point I was like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me I can't be good. And it just, and it just blow up. <laughs> no girl. No, it, no, no, nobody. That's nobody not how that works. <laughs> no, you can't be good, but you just won't blow up. That's all. <laughs> nobody <laughs> Nobody will see you like you have to show up with more just than just this great gifted ability to do whatever it is that you're doing. You got to also come in and learn how to market your whatever you're doing. You got to learn how to sell what you're doing. What Angela is working with me, you got to learn how to talk about (laughs) what Mm -hmm. you're doing and tell people about what you're doing. I would say that's a slippery slope because... Because um, I, I think it's you you definitely should look at what other people are doing in that marketing realm. Yes, but that does not yes. mean that you do exactly what they're doing because there is no silver bullet in marketing. What mm-hmm. works for one person does not necessarily mean it's sure. going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when again, we, when I process this this uh, book event we, and I'm ready to talk about it, I mm-hmm. think that some of the thing that I'm working through right now mm-hmm. is because because of the pandemic, there are so many authors who have books, wonderful books coming out. Mm-hmm. But everybody is running to the same 
promotional channels. Mm -hmm. They're doing the same types of marketing. They're going, mm -hmm. everybody's going to social. It's saturated. Mm -hmm. Everybody has fatigue. Everybody has mm -hmm. Zoom fatigue right now. Mm -hmm. And I think what's been important for me to realize is like what makes sense for me Mm -hmm. in terms of how I want to talk about the book, how I want to market the book, because mm -hmm. the way that I want to do it is not the same as these other people and the way that they might be, I mean, they're marketing up a storm. Like I'm seeing them in my feed two, three times a day. Mm -hmm. But so I'm, I'm also seeing like 10 other people and mm -hmm. I can't keep the book straight and I don't mm -hmm. know who's doing, you know, and I'm, so I'm like, I'm like, if I'm doing this, that means other people are doing that. Right. So like, that's why I say it's a slippery slope because I think what I have found that works for me personally mm -hmm. is, it, again, it goes back to my real life personal relationships and network. Mm -hmm. It's the relationships that I have with teachers. Mm -hmm. It's the relationships that I have with, um, with organizations. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that are, that I'm finding the most support from. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's support in terms of they're pre-ordering the book. They're asking me to come speak at their classrooms. Mm -hmm. They're, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. what I'm realizing is that for me, I need to really focus on those relationships. Yeah. I really need to connect with those people. And half of them are not on social media because especially if they're teachers, they're burned out. Yeah, they're not, yeah. they're not, they're not on Twitter. They're not on Instagram. They're just mm -hmm. like, I just need to get through this school year, this particular school year mm -hmm. into the summer, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and so that's why I say, and so I'm, I'm, I agree with you 100% that definitely you have to market your stuff. I, mm -hmm. I've, I've, you know, yes, I, I have a marketing background. That's mm -hmm. all I've ever done. Mm -hmm. But I also want to make sure that we, that we clarify that just because you see somebody else doing something does not mean that that's going to work for you. Oh, yeah. And so just to mm -hmm. be mindful of what's authentic to you and to mm -hmm. your brand and to your mm -hmm. voice and to your product or whatever it is, your creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and we're actually going to do an episode on the importance of networking, like mm -hmm. how important networking is to the creative. Because I don't feel like, I don't feel like we talk about that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um it has become almost like a dinosaur thing um, way before any of this happened. Um, when, when that used to be actually the thing that you did, like that was the go-to was your networking side. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that. Get on another we'll get there. We're going to get there. Let's, I'm getting ready to start a new episode. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that on another time. That's one thing Angela and I can do. We can talk. Hours. We do not have hours. Talking. <laughs> that is never an issue. We can definitely talk. That is true. <laughs> well, I think that that is great. We came up with a couple of a list of some things that you can keep in mind that kind of helps with the mindset mm -hmm. as you go into your projects, but also the things that help emotionally and mentally as you are battling with your project. <laughs> I had one more thing that I wanted to add to the list. And okay, that was when awesome. I talked about getting angry, how I got angry the next day. Uh -huh. um, I think, it, you know, even though I'm like, wow, you, you know, anger, like can mm -hmm. be a motivator, right? Mm -hmm. Anger mm -hmm. can also be a hell of a drug, just like mm -hmm. fear. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to realize that the reason why I got angry, aside from my troll mind telling me how awful I was, mm -hmm. was also because I was... I was disappointed in myself that I gave up that quickly, that mm. I that I felt like because I had cried and I was just going to put it away and not do mm -hmm. anything with it. Mm -hmm. And I think I was like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. This is a situation where you actually have to become more present mm -hmm. and more, you know, that you have to be more involved if you really believe in getting this out there. Mm -hmm. And I think this goes back to what you were saying, Monica, like that 
you that sometimes this can be a motivator to really test you. Like, mm-hmm. how much do you believe in this mm-hmm. product? How much do you believe in this piece that you're making? How mm-hmm. much do you believe in what you are doing? And it was a good reminder to myself, especially for this particular project, that I loved it, that I felt good about it, How the sense of pride that I felt when I sent it to my agent. Re- mm-hmm. Before she even responded, I felt good about it. Yeah. And so I was angry that I let myself feel like I just, I didn't have a shot. And so uh, that was another thing that I just want people to recognize. Like your emotions sometimes are mm-hmm. good if mm-hmm. you focus them in a positive way mm-hmm. because they're yeah. they're happening for a reason and it's really important to pay attention to why they're happening. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to fight for your baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're not going to fight for your baby and you're just going to be like, ah, I guess I won't be doing that. Then, I mean, like, who else is going to fight? For Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. So, so, yeah, it's important that you do fight for it and yeah. not give up on it. Yeah. I mean, your I friends think. will champion you and they'll cheer you on, but they, they can't will. fight for you. But they, they can't fight part, it for you. Yeah. That part. That yeah. part. Because they can be on the sidelines like, you can do it. You can do it. But if you sitting over there on the curb, like, girl, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, it ain't going to get done. They can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just the way it is so. <laughs> true. well that concludes this episode of living creatively with your host monica parks and angela dalton remember you can also connect with us on instagram at living creatively now the living creatively podcast facebook page and on our website this is livingcreatively.com to subscribe or to send us questions that you like to, us to answer or advice you may need as a fellow creative. Send us those questions. Send yes. Us those, yeah, send us those topics. We really, really would love to hear from you. So thank you for joining us and being a part of our Living Creatively community. Until next week. Always remember to protect your heart, protect your mind, and protect your gift. Yes. Bye. Bye.